I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work, and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming. And I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life, and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stepping Up. I am so excited for today's episode, and I feel like a lot of you out there are going to be really needing this right now. You know, it's the start of the new year. It's well and truly begun. And many of us by now are feeling pretty disheartened. And that's because, you know, we set ourselves out to achieve all these things and which we've covered in previous episodes, you know, your 2024 reset roadmap. But we're pretty hard on ourselves soon as we don't tick all the boxes. And I think this is going to be a really good, you know, wake up call, but also a huge catalyst for change in your mindset on how to have sustainable, healthy habits. Because you guys know I've been on my journey. I've done the things. I have been at both ends of the spectrum with my health and fitness. And I have gone in depth in a past episode, which I'll link below in case you haven't heard my health and fitness journey. It is definitely one I recommend you guys listening to if you haven't already, because I really go into the depths of, you know, my journey and those huge pivotal moments that changed my life forever. And again, here's a really quick recap, but basically I've been at both ends of the spectrum. I've been, you know, very, very unhealthy. I was 25 kilos heavier. And as I always say, it wasn't about the weight, but the abundance of health issues that came along with it, you know, chronic headaches, fatigue, my sleep apnea was really bad. My asthma was really bad. And also, of course, my mental health was at an all-time low. And, you know, I knew I had to do something different, which I'll get into a little bit in this episode, but I ended up going up the other end of the spectrum where, you know, I ended up losing all the weight, but then I went into full restriction and it took over my life and I was more unhappy than I was before. Even though, yes, I was at my goal weight and I, you know, had all the things, I had the abs, but I was so utterly depressed. And these seven healthy hacks and mindset shifts truly is what changed it all for me throughout my journey and what has led me to be able to live a balanced lifestyle for the last 10 years. And being able to do that as a mother and as a business owner. And honestly, guys, if I can do it, I promise you, you guys can too. Because when I first started out, I had absolutely no idea how to eat healthy or how to exercise. When I started my health and fitness journey, I was 21. I had gained 25 kilos in a year from binge eating for only eating takeaway and only having two meals a day, like two huge meals a day. And the only liquids I consumed was beer or Coca-Cola or V energy drinks. So when I say I truly had no idea, I'm not joking. 
So I still remember the day I decided it was time for the change. You know, I had tried everything under the sun. I've tried bloody cabbage soup diets. I had tried, you know, those skinny teas, you know, the ones that literally make you shit yourself. Yeah, I used to take those horrendous. (laughs) And honestly, I remember this one story, which I won't get into, but I took a skinny tea and then I went to the pub and that was not a good mix. Honestly, beer and skinny teas, which is literally laxatives horrendous mixture. Anyway, sorry, too much information, but that's a little disclaimer for anyone who's thinking of doing stupid things that I did. I had, yeah, honestly tried everything. And I just knew on this day where, you know, I saw this photo at makeup school and I just didn't recognize the woman in that photo. That was the catalyst where I was like, okay, I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and I need to do something different because I had always done the same things. I'd over-restrict, fall off the wagon, over-restrict, fall off the wagon. So. If any of that relates to you guys, please get your notebooks out, take notes, because these are the things that truly, truly changed my health and my life. And these are also things that aren't hard. They're not difficult. It's easy tips and tricks, but also mindset shifts that you really, really do need if you are someone out there who's truly wanting to change your health and fitness. So the first healthy hack that truly changed my health and fitness is a mindset shift. And this was the narrative you tell yourself. Now, this is basically the self-talk that you have in your head. And you just don't realize how powerful that is. And for myself, you know, growing up as a kid, I was very scrawny. I was very uncoordinated. I always told myself I wasn't a sporty person. And then as I got older, that kind of related to me feeling like I wasn't a fitness person. Like I just wasn't a fit person. And that was a narrative I had always told myself. You know, I was born with very low muscle tone. I, again, just wasn't a typical sporty kind of gal. I was a kid that would get hit in the face with the ball when I wasn't even playing. So that was me. And, you know, this narrative went on for my whole schooling up until, you know, the day I decided to change my life. And I knew I had to think differently of myself because I heard this quote once and it's, it says, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. So if you're telling yourself, I'm not a fit person, I'm just not a healthy person, then you're right because you've already made up your mind. So if you're going out trying to, you know, be fit and be healthy, but yet you're telling yourself, I'm not a fitness person and I'm not a healthy person, you're not helping yourself whatsoever. And it's not going to help you at all when you are out there doing the things And some examples of this, again, are with myself. I had always told myself I wasn't a fitness person. I wasn't someone who was healthy. And yet now here I am sitting here talking to you about this healthy lifestyle I've been able to live for the last 10 years. And I've also been able to build so much muscle and I'm fit and I feel good. And yes, I definitely go through slumps. Like again, you know, I fractured my ankle and my fitness is a lot lower than what it was. But I consider myself someone who loves exercise. I consider myself a healthy person. And that's the narrative I now tell myself. And this self-talk and narrative mindset shift I'm telling you about right now really does relate to all aspects of your life. For example, for me, growing up, going through schooling and even at uni when I had to do public speaking, I honestly would shit myself. I was absolutely terrified. I remember every time I had to do a uni presentation, I would stop off at the uni bar and scull beer because I told myself, I'm not good at public speaking. I'm not confident. So therefore, that's what I became. I wasn't confident and I wasn't good at public speaking. Fast forward to now, 
I go on live TV, I do podcasts, I do live events and I speak at them. And that's because I decided that, no, I am confident. And I knew if I wanted to go out and help people and do the things I'm doing now, I had to change that narrative of myself because I wouldn't be able to do the things I'm doing now if I continued that self-talk and that narrative of that, I'm not confident, I can't speak well in front of other people. Could you imagine where that would limit me in my life? And another thing is like maths, you know, English has always been my forte. Maths definitely was never my thing. I didn't really enjoy it and I'm more of a creative. So numbers and things, just don't love it, don't love it. So I always told myself, you know, I'm not good at maths. I'm stupid. I can't do this. And I remember when I started my first makeup artistry business, which ended up being really successful, like I was booked out for years in advance, I showed myself that, no, I can understand numbers. I can do more logical things that aren't just creative because that was a huge part of the business is making bookings and doing your tax and doing all those things. So I proved to myself, no, I am good at maths and I can do things. I'm not stupid. You know, if you're constantly telling yourself, I'm lazy, I'm not fit, then you're right because you've already made up your own mind. Your mind is so incredibly powerful. You know, just think about the days, you know, we always have off days on how different our mindset can be. You know, for example, for me, Yesterday, I had a really down day and I don't know why, I just did. And I used to get really hard on myself on those days, but like, suck it up, Steph, you know, just get on with it. Where now I give myself more grace. Like, you know, I am still all these things, but I'm having an off day. It's just so incredibly important to be more aware of how you speak to yourself and even just rephrasing things. So yeah, maybe your fitness levels aren't great, but instead of saying, I'm unfit, I suck, you say, my fitness levels aren't where I want them to be, but I'm working on it or I'm progressing. You know, it sounds so much nicer when you put it like that. It could also be something like I suck at running to I'm giving it a go. It's so much more positive and that rephrasing is something you can take with you through all areas of your life. And I just want you to think about, you know, how our kids talk about themselves. I know Harper lately, she's new two this year and she can be so hard on herself. And you just think as a parent, When you hear your kids say things like, I'm stupid, when they get frustrated with themselves for homework, or if they accidentally spell something wrong, like Harper, Harper's so hard on herself. And it breaks my heart for her to say that because I'm like, just like children, we are learning and we're getting better. Even when we're adults, even when we're in our 50s or 60s or 70s, like we're always learning. So to make these statements that are so final, where there's no room for growth, it's not good for us. And it's also like when you hear your friends speak ill of themselves, when they get upset with themselves and say, I'm not good enough or I'm not fit enough, you know, like it really, it hurts our heart. So you need to start treating yourself as your own friend and think, is the things I'm saying to myself right now, is that helping me or stopping me? And would I let my friends or my children say that to themselves? And then you'll know if the narrative in your head is helpful or not. But just as I said, just remember, we're always learning. We are never finished with learning and getting better at things if you just focus on it and change your mindset. All right, so the second healthy hack is also a mindset shift, and that is don't overcomplicate it. You know, there is an abundance of information on social media, and it is so bloody overwhelming. Like you go on TikTok and you're scrolling and you see someone who's up at 4 a.m., they're smashing the gym. They're eating like celery for every meal. They're eating all organic food. And it's really hard not to compare yourself. And that's the thing I think that's making it really hard these days is, you know, before social media and before all this technology came out, you only really had the people in your very small, tight-knit community and people that you would know or work with to compare yourselves to. And now you have 
millions and millions and millions of people who you compare yourself to. And that's not healthy at all. And it's not normal either. Because remember, like I've said before, our social media is just like our resume. We choose what we put on there. You know, those people who are getting up at 4am, they all 100% would have issues and things going on in their life. And just because, you know, maybe they're doing this thing doesn't mean that you should be doing it too. And I knew back then when I, you know, the day I decided I needed to change my life, I knew I had to do it differently. You know, I'd talk to you guys about how I did the cabbage soup diet and I would just go into full restriction, just that all or nothing mentality again, which rules us all. And it really does set us up for complete failure. And, you know, when you're doing a new fitness routine or a new meal plan and you know you can't keep doing that forever, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. It needs to be sustainable. You know, when I stopped looking at my health and fitness like an eight-week challenge that had an end date, but as a lifestyle that I can sustain my whole life, that's when everything changed for me. So I knew I couldn't be overcomplicating it. It had to be very, very simple to fit into my already busy life because back then I was traveling five hours a day to Sydney and back for makeup school. And I also had a job, which every other day I was working, like I knew I had to make it work. And if I didn't make it simple, I wouldn't stick to it. Like all the other things I'd done, I never stuck to it. So it needs to work for your life. And you need to remember too, like fitness has no end point or end goal. It's something that you need to work at every single day. You know, we, all, we always tend to think, you know, when I get there, it will be easier or I'll be happy. But that's not the truth. Because again, as someone speaking from experience, I've gotten to those points. And because I went into complete restriction, so the, the all mentality, I wasn't truly living and I didn't have that balance in my life. Like what's the point of, you know, being at your goal weight or fitting in a certain dress size if you can't even go out and enjoy your life? You know, life's too short for that. And fitness and health is a daily thing and we need to upkeep it. It's just like brushing our teeth or cleaning our house. It needs to be slotted into our life as a habit and worked out every day. And I'm not saying you need to be going to the gym every day, but, you know, doing things like walking and actually having that time for self-care so, so important. And like I always say, and you guys would have heard me say this before, you know, I always thought I was falling off the bandwagon all the time. And when I realized that there is no bandwagon, there's just life and we have seasons and we have shit times and we have good times and we need to adjust our health and fitness habits around that, that's when the magic starts to happen. So it's all well and good for me to say, you know, don't overcomplicate it. But here are some specific examples on how we complicate things. So first up is food. And I feel like out of exercise and food, I feel like food is the most overwhelming one, to be honest. And that was just me speaking from experience. Again, I had no idea how to eat healthy and having so much information. And there's all these like new news articles that are out about like go keto, go vegan, go this, go that. Like it's just so much information out there and it is definitely a blessing that we can be informed, but being able to decide what's best for you, it can make it really hard. So some examples on how we complicate things is, you know, when I first started out, I thought I had to eat all organic and always eat greens and I had to eat salad. And you know what? I hate salad, guys. I, I don't enjoy salad. I don't enjoy rabbit food. I like pizza. I like Mexican. I like pasta. And you can make those things healthy. You really can. You know, I eat these things every night for dinner and it's all about like what you're making it with. And that's something that you can educate yourself on. 
You know, and then lately I've just been eating these really easy lunch plates and you guys would have seen it on my Instagram stories, but I literally will have a lunch plate and it's got, you know, ham or prosciutto, which is like your protein. And I'll have carrot sticks and cucumber and capsicum. So I've got my veggies and then I'll have some cheese and some hummus and just some like really good different varieties of food. So you've got your proteins and your fats and your carbs all on one plate. And I didn't have to cook anything. I literally just chucked it all together and it's done. Like we don't have to make it hard, but we do tend to do that to ourselves. And that's why a lot of us don't even start because we just think it's too hard. One of my favorite things to make is, you know, my Mexican beef, which, you know, technically you would think Mexican's really unhealthy. But what I figured out with all these amazing foods I love is I can make them healthy. So for example, with my slow cooked Mexican beef, I chuck it in the slow cooker. It literally is beef. So I get lean beef. I get a packet of taco seasoning, or you can use, you know, your other seasonings and make it yourself, which is super easy. And then I use some beef stock and some posada sauce, and I chuck it all together and put it in there for like eight hours, and it's delicious and it's healthy. And it's just something I worked out as I've gone on. And things like pizza, you can use like a wrap as the base. You can use some tomato paste and posada, and then you put all your toppings on there. Put heaps of veggies and things like that. Like you can eat things other than salads. Trust me. You don't have to eat shit you hate. Another thing we tend to overcomplicate is exercise. We assume we have to be going to the gym every single day. I remember I used to spend hours at the gym. I used to absolutely smash myself and then I'd obviously be so hungry and then I would end up binge eating, which is a whole other issue within itself. So when I, again, I keep referring back to this day, but this is when, you know, these realizations happened for me. I knew for me to be able to continue this new exercise routine, instead of me stressing myself out and trying to go to the gym for six days a week and then end up hating it and resenting it and then not sticking to it long term, I decided I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. That's it. Three times a week for half an hour. And I was able to do that. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with exercise. I got to learn so, so much. And again, knowledge is power here. So if you can Like for me, I got a free PT session. The PT at the time was walking around the gym and I was obviously using a machine, very, very wrong. And she came up and offered me a free session. And that's what really helped me because I think when we're not familiar with things and we don't know what we're doing, that's when we get very anxious about it and we hate things when we don't understand it. Because again, our brain likes things that are familiar. So if you can educate yourself as much as you can, and that's one of the blessings about having things online. Again, everyone's different. Make sure you always check with your doctor what you can and can't do for your situation. But yeah, like if you want inspiration, like for for example, with my ankle, I haven't been able to do my normal exercise routine, but I don't stop. I still go, but I just alter my exercises and it's been good. I've been able to hop on TikTok and be like, okay, Who else has hurt their ankle and what did they do? And obviously, because I'm a personal trainer, I can make my own program. But having that knowledge is so, so powerful. And with exercise, you don't have to smash yourself at the gym a million times a week. Go for walks, do some stretches at home, simplify it. Which now leads me to my next hack, which is less is more. And I'm not talking about food or calories. (laughs) This specific point I'm going to talk about is linked to the expectations we have on ourselves. So this example is reduce your step goals. Now I'm using this as an example because it links into so many different areas when it comes to, you know, the expectations we have on ourselves when we are starting a new routine. So forever, I had always had a step goal of 10K. 10K steps, it's kind of the thing you see online, that's the steps you should be hitting. And I could never hit it. You know, 
even now. I'm at the desk a lot of the time and I remember like in the afternoons, I'd always look at my watch and see how many steps I had to go. And it was always so, so far off that I would give up. Every day I would give up. I would never hit my 10K steps. So what I did is I reduced my step count goal. Again, less is more. So I reduced it down to 8K steps and I would be closer at the end of the day. So that would then motivate me to go on a little quick walk or maybe take a meeting on a walk or jump on the treadmill or something and I would get to the 8K steps because it was more realistic. You know, we give up daily with these things if we aren't even close. And this is, again, is why it's so important to, you know, think less is more because wouldn't you rather know that you will be consistent at going to the gym three times a week for the rest of your life rather than smashing yourself six days a week and it lasts you two months. When you think about the long term and you zoom out on your life, it's all those little habits and steps that all come together in the end. And then those positive changes that are internal and external are going to come anyway. So I want you to really sit there and be like, are my goals realistic? If you're sitting there saying, I need to drink three litres of water a day. I need to go to the gym every day. I need to eat like a rabbit for every meal. I need to hit this much protein, this, 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 and this. Like it's a huge list and you're not going to be able to hit them all. Like some people probably could, but if you're starting out, that's overwhelming. And this is where less is more is so important. So what I want you to do is only focus on one to two habits at a time until you have adjusted and it becomes part of your everyday routine. You know, reduce the expectations on yourself. Now, I know we've already covered a lot, but just a quick recap. So we've got your self-talk and the narrative that you tell yourself. We've got number two, which is don't overcomplicate it. And number three, which is less is more. Now, let's move on to number four. Now, this is a really easy hack that you can start right now, literally. And this is about water intake. You know, I had always been so inconsistent with my water intake until I started this hack. I think, you know, life's busy. We have kids. We have jobs to do. We're always on the run. And it can be quite hard to keep track of how much water we've drank. And we all know how important water is. It's good for our skin. It's good for our body. You know, we're, we're made up of 80% water. It's kind of a big deal. So this is the thing that I did. And ever since I started doing this, I hit my water intake. And that is the first thing I do in the morning as I wake up and I scull a whole glass of water. And that really helps, you know, break that fasting state of you while you're sleeping. And it helps you yeah, really refresh yourself and get up for the day. Now, the other thing I do is I will always drink a glass of water before I eat my main meals. So there's three main meals of the day. So if you're drinking 500 mils of water each glass and you're having three meals, that's already 1.5 litres without even trying. You've already hit 1.5 litres. And then add in that morning drink that you have when you wake up, it's two litres. You're done. You're done for the day. You've already hit your target and you don't have to think about it. So that's another really good example of habit stacking to hit your water intake. And honestly, once I started doing that, guys, it's so much easier to be consistent with your water. And also another thing, if you're someone who just doesn't like the taste of water, try adding fruit. Honestly, add some berries, add some raspberries in there. So much easier. And also that's why if you guys have my planners and things, you'll notice on my to-do list, I have a water tracker. And again, that's just because for me, I had always struggled with water and I wanted to have something in front of me that I'm already writing on my to-do list, my tasks for the day, to be able to tick off my waters and glasses of water as I go. So doing things like that, really tracking your habits is... A if you've been following along this journey, you'll know how much organisation has changed my life. I was and still am a hot mess and honestly, without my planner by my side, nothing would get done. 
I spent years creating these planners. They have sections for monthly reflections, intention setting, resets, challenges, meal planning, cleaning schedules, budgeting, and my secret page to make sure you can balance it all. As a thank you for listening to my podcast, I want to give you your own exclusive discount code, Steffing Up, for 15% off any products over at Steph Pace Planners. So if you're ready to take back control of your life and get on top of your to-do list, head to stephpaceplanners.com.au and use the code Stepping Up for your discount today. Now let's get back to the episode. Game changer. All right, moving on to number five, which is meal planning. Now, you guys know I'm so big on meal planning. It is a game changer so many reasons, not only for busy families or busy people that have jobs or just everyone. Like I think we just get so fatigued with all the decisions we have to make every day. And then adding on top of that is trying to make sure we're having healthy choices, trying to figure out recipes to cook. You you know, you get home on a Monday night and you just zonked. Like You just honestly could not be bothered. And if you haven't planned ahead, you just don't know what to eat. And this is when we tend to reach for unhealthy alternatives. And if you don't meal plan, you really are going in blind and it's just setting yourself up for failure. You know, if I don't prep healthy snacks as well and meals, I will always grab what's easy and what's convenient. And that's not necessarily good for your health or your bank account either. Let's just say um, grilled. I'm like a regular at grilled now and I really, (laughs) when I don't meal plan, they will see my name come up on Uber Eats every single day. Now, for me, I do this on a Sunday. That just works best for me. You can do this on all different days, whatever works for you. If you prefer to do it during the middle of the week and do like two lots of meal planning, just like half a week at a time, that's fine. Like starting out, that's probably a good idea because it's not so overwhelming. You don't have to like buy so much groceries in bulk, but I love doing mine on a Sunday. I grab our meal planner magnet. So again, as you guys know, I own my own brand of planners, step-based planners, and I make all these tools because as someone who gets very overwhelmed with life and the tasks, I wanted to create these tools to help you guys. So these planners and magnets just save our family, (laughs) save our marriage, because now when we get home after work or getting the kids from school, we know what we're making for dinner. So we sit down, usually Ryan and I tend to eat pretty similar things every week. So say for Monday, we write spaghetti. When you come on on Monday night, if you don't want to eat spaghetti, you don't have to. You already have the ingredients for the other meals, so you can mix and match, and it's so much easier that way. So don't feel like you have to stick to exactly what's on the plan. As long as you've got the groceries, you can do whatever you want, and as long as they don't go out of date. So when I first start, and this is probably the best tip for starting out with meal planning, is I want you to sit down and write down a list of heaps of different healthy snack ideas. I've actually got a blog on this, which I can link below, of healthy snack ideas, can be so simple. Anything from having, you know, the corn thins with avocado and tomato, having boiled eggs, Greek yogurt with fruit. Like there's so many different ideas you can do and it's not hard. But having that list of healthy snack ideas, which I still have to refer to all the time, just really helps me be able to plan my snacks out for the week and also write down a list of healthy dinners. I've got a whole recipe folder which I have literally categories because it's me. We know I love to shove a label on it. So it's a folder of recipes that I refer to for dinner ideas. And I've got a recipe template that I just print out and I write it down and they've got the categories on the side of the folder. So such as like Mexican, beef, chicken, soups, side dishes. So things like salads and things or veggies that you can pop on the side. Like it's just really good to be able to have something to refer to on that Sunday when I'm sitting down and planning at our meals that I don't have to like just come up with it out of thin air. And also then you don't get stuck eating the same things all the time. So I definitely recommend having like a list of, you know, your recipes and snacks on hand. 
And the other thing I loved doing as well was trying a new recipe every week. And I don't do that as much now because I've obviously been doing it for so long and I like to make up my own. But hop on Google, look up healthy recipes. If there's like one of your favorite dishes, like if you like Thai, look up a healthy Thai recipe and try that. So if you're trying new recipes, like once a week is all you need to do. And then you'll probably add that into your recipe book and your master list of all these recipes and have that on regular rotation. It really is about making life easier and work for you, not against you. And of course, with meal prepping, a lot of people think, you know, you have to make the whole meal, but I actually like to batch cook compartments of meals so we can mix and match. So one thing I love to do is do my shredded chicken. Again, I chuck chicken in the slow cooker. I love a slow cooker, honestly, guys. Anything I don't have to hover around the kitchen, I can just leave it. I'm, I'm there for it. And I also do this in my thermo mix. But yeah, if you have a slow cooker, get one from Kmart. You chuck in your chicken breast your chicken stock, some garlic, and you leave it on there for eight hours and then you shred it with two forks. And then you've got shredded chicken for wraps, sandwiches, stir fries, Thai food, anything that you want to make, you can put that in there and you've made a whole compartment of that meal ahead of time. And that's why, again, I love making my Mexican beef because you can make tacos, you can make nachos, you can make burrito bowls, you can make quesadillas. There's so many things you can do. And that's why I love creating just the protein for that meal. And it can be a base for so many recipes for that week. I always do get asked about, you know, how long they last in the fridge. So my standard rule of thumb with any of that stuff with meat or anything that I've created, like meal prepped, is three days in the fridge max. And then I'll freeze it and then I'll just take it out the freezer as I go. And make sure you are taking your prepped snacks and meals with you. That's why, again, I made my SBP lunch bags that are so bloody cute. And I know we've sold out of them, but they're so beautiful and they're so spacious and I could never find a bag that could fit all my snacks and my meals and stuff for the kids in there. And that's why I made them. So make sure you're bringing things with you. It's all well and good to go out and make it, but if you're not actually bringing it with you, it's not really helping. So yes, number five is meal planning. Moving on to number six, and this is stop waiting for Mondays. And this is really heavily relating back to the all or nothing mentality. But I remember when I used to always kind of fail or fall off the bandwagon, as I used to say, with these things. It's because like the one time I'd go out and eat Maccas instead of what's on my meal plan or something I prepped, I would just be like, no, I would throw in the towel and then be like, oh, we'll just wait till Monday to start again. We always have this mentality of waiting for Monday or waiting for January or waiting for next month to start the habits we really just need to be starting right now. And when I realized how silly that mentality was and how much it wasn't serving me or helping me, that's when things changed. So what I started doing is, yes, those days where I would maybe miss the gym, instead of waiting till Monday to go back to the gym, I would go to the gym the next day. Because again, life happens. We're in seasons. Things happen and you can't be perfect all the time. If I didn't eat so healthy one day or if I ate a shitty dinner, instead of waiting till Monday, the next meal I had was healthier. You know, you just got to get straight back into it because it's just like, and I've said this before, the all or nothing mentality of waiting for Monday or just throwing in the towel. It's just like when you accidentally break a plate in your kitchen and then you like stuff it. You're not going to go and get all the other plates and smash the rest of them, are you? And that's exactly what we're doing when we're living like that. And it's also just acknowledging that over time, your routines and the way you eat will change with your preferences and your lifestyle. You know, back then I was going to the gym three days a week for years and now I'm able to go more because for me, exercising is so important for my mental health. And now I go five to six days a week. And that's not something that I am pressuring myself to do or it's hard. For me, that comes really naturally to me and it feels good 
but there is a lot of times like months where I might go three to four times a week again, but I don't throw in the towel and I don't think I'm a failure for missing some days because again, that's life. So please stop waiting for Mondays, stop waiting for January, stop waiting for summer, stop waiting for winter, just stop waiting. You know, through life, we always think, you know, we'll wait until this point and then we'll let ourselves be happy. But we need to realize this mentality is not serving us and it's not realistic either. You know, life is happening right now and mistakes are going to happen. You're not going to be perfect. But instead of just thinking you've messed up and you're going to throw everything in and stop, just eat better next time or move your body the next day. It's okay. Now, number seven is don't do shit you hate. Don't do shit you hate. I cannot say this enough. Now, you know, for so long, I tried to run. I tried running. I really did. And you know what? I hate running. I bloody hate it. It's not fun. I can't breathe. It's not good for my knees. And I did try. Look, I really did try. And I did really like how I felt after running. But for so long, I would force it. And this was only like a few years ago. I really tried to force it. And I came to the conclusion that, you know, I'm not going to run anymore because I don't like it. So I'm going to stop. So now the only cardio I do, guys, is walk. And my fitness is still so good. It's probably better than what it used to be because when I used to do running, for me personally, because I've already got quite high stress levels with all the things I do, running made my cortisol levels even higher. So for me personally, like it just didn't work for my lifestyle and I personally hated it. It sucked. So I gave it up and now I feel so much better. I don't get sick as often and I don't feel as run down. So doing shit you hate is like trying to push shit up a hill. Let's be honest here. But I want you to remember like when we do try something new, like it is going to be uncomfortable and unfamiliar. So I don't want you to confuse this with hating it. You know, when I first started, you know, lifting weights and trying new foods, like there was things I wouldn't like, but it's just because I was unfamiliar with it, especially with the gym, you know, really learning, you know, what exercise does what. And even just starting a new gym in itself can be a bit overwhelming and daunting. So you assume you hate it, but really do just try it out. Give yourself some time to adjust and you probably will surprise yourself because now I love lifting heavy shit. It's my favorite thing to do. And I used to hate it. Well, I thought I hate it because I didn't know what I was doing. And then once you start to see it all as a challenge and see yourself getting stronger and fitter and feeling better once you're eating better, it like kind of becomes a challenge. Like you want to be in competition with yourself in that healthier way. You know, there is always going to be setbacks in life. For example, my ankle right now, again, I'm not as strong as I used to be, but it's a challenge now because I know once I'm better, I can really focus on that mobility and it's a new challenge for me. It's like what they say, it's either a setback or a comeback. It's how you view it. And for me, as soon as I did my ankle, yes, I had my little pity party. I was upset. I was like, oh, I was doing so well at the gym. So upset. I'm like, now I'm screwed. You know what? And then I let myself have the feels because we're human. And then I decided, you know what, this is not going to be my setback. It's going to be my comeback. And I want you to really feel that this year. So again, go out and try things. If you do decide the gym isn't for you, try dancing, try yoga, try Pilates. There's so many cool things out there now that you can try that is so good for you. And if you just love having a walk and doing some stretches at home, that's amazing. Just, you know, life's too short to be doing things we don't enjoy. We want to be doing these things and moving our bodies while we still can because one one day we are. We're going to be old ladies knitting away and we're going to be like, I wish I could do that right now. So really just have that gratitude for yourself. Now, I hope these top tips helped. I know there was a lot of them, so I'll do a really quick recap. So the first one was the self-talk and narrative you tell yourself. 
Number two is don't overcomplicate it. Really simplify what you're doing. You know, you don't have to make it difficult for yourself. Number three is less is more in terms of, you know, it could be goals or the amount of habits you're trying to take on at a time. Number four was your water intake hacks, which is going to be really, really good. So make sure you DM me once you start doing these things, guys, because I love to see it. Number five is meal planning and meal prepping. Number six is stop waiting for Mondays, stop waiting for January, stop waiting in general and just, just do the thing. Just do the thing. And lastly is don't do shit you hate. Life is too short, guys. So I really hope this episode has helped you. Again, please let me know how you go with it. I love receiving DMs every Monday night when you guys have listened to the episode of the day. It really, really lights me up. And I just know if you guys can start acting on these seven mindset shifts and hacks, you truly will change your life and your health forever. It really, really will. It's so powerful, everything I've said in this episode. And I do hope you enjoyed it. But anyways, be kind to yourself and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration, and then you don't take action. If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusty planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. Make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog and make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week.